Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, and I got my player partners, my hosts with the most and all that good stuff, man. G and Tommy T. Yo, today's episode, you know, we're definitely going to go into what's in your speakers. Uh, we got a lot of news from the week, including Nate Robinson, for all y'all who want to know. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we also have a very, um, a very, how I say it, impactful segment today uh, about World's AIDS Day today on the episode. We got a special guest, Ace Brooks. He's a community liaison from the Shelby County Health Department. He's also the founder of a nonprofit called Plus down in Memphis. So, Y'all tune on in and make sure y'all subscribe, comment, subscribe, listen, subscribe, share. Did I forget to mention subscribe? Make subscribe. Sure <laughs> so without further ado, man, let's jump on it. Let's get to it. What's up, y'all, man? How y'all doing? Man, good. Chilling. Yeah. Thanksgiving just passed. Looking forward to Christmas. Man, a lot of, lot of, lot of food. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, sir. Just finished that shit off the rest of the way <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told y'all I can't really eat eat Thanksgiving food after the first day. I right. get one plate. That's it. One or two. Nah. How you even cook for Thanksgiving and not have that many leftovers? I don't cook. That's oh, okay. Um, you just take yeah. plates. Oh. Yeah, but man, it it just messes up my stomach. I can't go for too long. <laughs> I might be able to make some ham sandwiches. Uh-huh. That's really about it. Yeah. Uh, but we might start a new trend this year because um, what we end up doing was we got this spot up here called Big Shakes, right? And they yeah. got sides. Like, they got some of the dopest greens uh, that, you know what I'm saying, your mama haven't made. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, they got, uh, what else they have? Yeah, they have some macaroni. And then also, you know what I'm saying, they got chicken wings, fish, and all the hot, you know what I'm saying, it's Nashville, hot chicken. So uh-huh. we went there and we actually bought they had a little meal there, so we bought some from there where we got like eight tenders, uh, eight wings, and then like four pieces of fish. And then you got, we bought the two, you know, we bought some exercise of uh, greens and um, uh, macaroni and cheese. But then we went over there to Honey Baked Ham and got us a turkey and a ham. Uh-huh. Good to go, man. And then we got some sweet tea from the store. Yeah. Half and half jump. I'm so ashamed of y'all. I'm not saying it might be a new tradition, but I'm ashamed as hell. Look, right now. The only thing that was cooked was the dressing that uh that my mom in law made for us. Yeah. Okay. No, nah, man. It, it was quick and easy. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Right, right. Damn. We had we had uh, y'all niggas some food. We had uh <laughs> my job gave us a turkey, man. So from honey baked ham. So you hey, know that was pretty good. Ham, something else. It tastes like ham to me though. Yeah. Like it had the like same flavor. With brown sugar and stuff? I don't know, man. Was it? Oh, it was. <laughs> I fried a turkey too, man. I was like, man, my fried turkey is probably better than this. But I mean, I enjoyed it still. You know, we ain't getting no honey baked ham sponsors. <laughs> Good job, <Man>. Tommy T. <laughs> Good job. It's the truth. I ain't saying it was nasty, but I'm just saying my fried turkey probably was was a little bit better, man. Just because it's fried, I like fried turkey. Different, different dynamic. I yeah, I guess. Cool. Ace, what about you, man? How was your uh, Thanksgiving, bro? 
Uh, Thanksgiving was pretty good. I uh did kind of like Steve. I just got plates from everywhere. <laughs> this was the first year I didn't cook though. But oh, this yeah. was the first year I didn't cook, so <laughs> my goal was to get from everywhere. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So, but you went yeah. to people's houses though, didn't it? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, see, that's the difference. This nigga went to the store. You can't be buying shit from oh, the damn restaurant. I showed it. Oh, yeah, ain't nothing getting brought. I, we making everything. I ended up still cooking over my grandma's house, but no, nah, we didn't buy enough from the store. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it just makes it easy. <laughs> it do. Lays ass. <laughs> oh, that's too oh, bad. Man. That's what's man, up, man. You yeah. want to go and jump into this music? Let's get it. Let's go. Man, all right. Well, what we going to do today is since we got a special guest, um, we're not going to start with the special guest. We're going to start with Greg. <laughs> and we're going to go with me because I ain't really had that much this week, man. Because, uh, yeah. like, my mama was in town for Thanksgiving and stuff. So I ain't get a, whole, a chance to really listen to a whole lot of music. The only thing I got a chance to check out was, uh, and I was playing catch up was that St. John while mm-hmm. the world was born, uh, burning. Um, mm-hmm. I went ahead and listened to that. Actually, today, when I was on my way to and from work, I was listening to this shit. And I, I actually like it, man. I actually like it. Um, I'm a, I'm pretty much a St. John fan, so I, I knew what I was getting myself into. But uh, I appreciated it a lot, man. So yeah. I was mad that when we talked about it last week, I had missed it because I had put it down for, like, shit to listen to. And I ain't even go back and listen to it. So mm. I had to get back to that. But that's pretty much it, man. I ain't I ain't had the chance to really listen to no other music. Like I said, I had fam in town. Nigga went and bought a new car and shit. So it was like, I ain't had no time. <laughs> I've been in the wait, house as wait, well. You bought a car? I might even bought a new car. Black Friday <laughs> said, hey, right? Hey, man. Let me get this car. Yeah, I'm right. this off. <laughs> but that's pretty much it, man. That's that's all the fucking music I got a chance to listen to this week. I'm gonna have to step it up next week on some yeah. Steve shit and come back with a vengeance. Yeah, like oh, ten yeah. new Steve albums. Steve came out with everything. This is all I listen to. Scroll rolls. <laughs> man, they might be having super long with <laughs> Man, but um, shit. Steve, what you been listening to since we talking about your list? Since <laughs> okay, let's hop in it, man. I, I actually got a couple new things, man, I jumped into. Um, did any of y'all have a chance to check out that um, Home for the Holidays, the Love Renaissance with um, Black and uh, Summer Walker and like a host of other people that was doing like renditions of uh, Christmas music? No, nah, I, didn't, I didn't check it out. Hmm. Check that I out, didn't man. Know anything it's called about Home it. for the Holidays, Love Renaissance, and it's like Oh, okay, with this baby uh, baby's kids uh, artwork. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music, uh, except for a couple songs. So I might use this as my Christmas music this yeah. year. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn, bro, you don't be listening to uh, Temptation, uh, Silent Night, and shit. That's I do, but it's when, like, <laughs> it's when the day of Christmas, and you know the radio ain't playing nothing but yeah. Christmas music. I'm done by then. I'm like, man, turn this off. I can't. No, nah, I can't take it no more. So this man right here with these day of. <laughs> I can only eat Thanksgiving food the day of. I can only Absolutely. listen to Christmas music on Christmas. Day, what the day fuck of. is that? <laughs> hey man, hey, I'll be ready to get back to business. I'm trying to listen, I'm, world shut down for a day. I'm ready to make money after we done open up presents. Let me go. Like <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody, and good night. Oh, that's too funny, man. <laughs> 
another album I jumped into, man, that Raheem DeVoe. Um, what a time to be in love. Yo, yeah, yeah, I'm digging it, man. Check it out. Check it out. It's got 14 tracks. Um, I'm always been a fan of them. Uh, I think this album was what I was looking for because his first album was was dope. And then like it seemed like everything else fell to the wayside. Whereas yeah. this album kind of brought me back to that. Um, so check that one out. Uh, one song off here, uh, Ups and Downs, Mr. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Man, really, you can choose. It's, it got a host of some good ones on there. So definitely check that one out. Uh, another album, man, I, I actually went back to, uh, and this is a per uh, 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 a friend. She was actually, she actually had it in her background in her uh, Instagram story. And I was like, what is that? And it happened to be Solange, uh, a seat at the table, and she was playing yeah. that um cranes uh cranes in the sky yeah and I, I didn't recognize it and i was like dang that's cranes in the sky i haven't heard it in so long so shout out to her her name star uh shouts to her for bringing me back to this album and man i've been bumping this album like crazy <laughs> like, yeah. this album is like really really good uh after that man i hit some jagged edge because i was one to hear some je heartbreak uh, <laughs> <Smart>. <laughs> so you know the healing uh let's get married true man hey you just go hey this is jagged edge's classic <laughs> album to me uh from top to bottom man i love this album um after that man i jumped into some fujiano he dropped that gutter baby yo i was i was i was nervous about it a little bit but I like that Molly record so much. Yeah, bro. That <laughs> I, I I went ahead and opened it up, and huh. um, man, it is it's bumping. It's really yeah. bumping. So uh, yeah. go check that out. Molly did well. that. Where he be talking about his baby mama tripping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that might come with that hard line straight up. I'm like, oh, okay. From the okay. jump. Um, check out Chosen on that album. It's called Chosen. Uh, okay. It's 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 a dope record uh, as well as the as the other ones that. You know, you've heard with Trapper and and Molly. Yep. Um, okay. After that, man, uh, Rilo Rodriguez, G-I-H-F. Yo, I just so happened to see, I think Lil Baby posted this uh, album and I just decided to go check it out. It's okay. It's okay. Um, he sounds like future to me, but I think he got some, I want to see where he grows and goes from here. Okay. Um, one album that I like, I actually didn't know drop. And then I looked at it and had to stare at it for a minute. You know how you had the moments where you're like, what is this? And he'd be like, how did I miss this? But mm-hmm. uh, Static, Skel- uh, Static Skelter dropped uh, the Balance Act. Man, go check that out. Yo, you want to hear bars? That's the one for you. Straight mm-hmm. up, all the way. Just just bars, bars, bars. A lot of people on there, man. Black Thought, Nas, uh, Conway the Machine, Dave East. Yo, this hard, uh, hard living with Davies, and um, uh, I wish I could see who else was on it without Pella playing it. It's uh, a lot of people on this album. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> a lot of people, but it's bumping from front to back, man. I, yeah, because he's a producer, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, uh, after that, man, Brent. I, I hope I ain't missing up the last word, last name. Brent Fayez. Yeah, Fayez. Is it Fayez? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I know who you talking yeah, about, <laughs> man. That uh, that if the world, yeah, Bruh. yeah, yo, I can't believe Bruh. like I, I completely slept on him, and then when I saw <laughs> what song he was on, I was like, crap, he was on Crew Love, and then this and this and this, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, I'll uh, check out that one if you if you have a chance, man. Real talk, uh, clouded, 
re, uh, rehab. Man, hey, I'm I'm like, that, that shit bossing, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the way, yeah. <laughs> like all the way. And then, uh, man, I rounded out my reek with that Braxton Tiller anniversary. Uh, uh-huh. That anniversary album, man. I still love that album. It's dope. I love Bryson, even though, you know, his album covers just him switching his head from side to side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. So, <laughs> it's all good. It, but yeah, man, that's what got me through the week. Got my Christmas, got me through my Christmas shopping. I'm done. Yeah. There we go. That's what's up, bro. You lived up to the hype. Bro. Like all, all that shit we was talking about, your shit being long. Yeah, right. <laughs> It'd been disappointing if I didn't. Man, well, right. if you would have came back and be like, "Well, actually," then that's would have been. Hey, hey, but one thing about Steve's list, though, man, he really slowed it down, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. jagged edge, jagged edge, really. <laughs> hey, Raheem Devon. Hey man, hey, you trying to make another baby over there? <laughs> oh no, I, I got clip, clip, snip, snip. Oh. Ain't no more babies coming. I got two, and that's it. Oh but, man, you know it's getting cold outside, man. We had some snow up here today, so man, oh, it's yeah. snowing down here. Oh, oh yeah. See, it's looking a lot like nah, Christmas. You know, snow down, you know what I'm saying? Texas, nigga. Right. This shit ain't gonna happen. It's probably still hot down there. Man. Nah, it was cool today. That's why well, I got this sweater on, bro. Cause it was actually cool today, but she cool was fifty five degrees. Right, right. Oh um, man, yeah, man, that's crazy. Shit, Tommy, what you been on, man? What you man. been on this week? Um, that Fogiano, um, gutter baby. I was like, I have to listen to this because him, Gucci, and Pooh Shiesty is probably like I like them out of that out of that whole corner of the new ten seventeen. Okay. Um, Juicy mm-hmm. J came out with something. Shit, um, the hustle continues. I uh it's okay. You know, it's not like the old Juicy J, you know what I'm saying? But I mean he still got that three six mafia sound and everything in it, but yeah, you know, ain't nothing to jump for joy about. You know, he got a song okay. with uh Meg the Stallion, Ty Dollar Sign, uh actually he got a song with two chains little baby called yeah. Spend It. That one's straight. Um, Conway, Conway. Uh, what is it? Conway the Machine or something like Conway that? Conway yeah, the Machine. From the dude Giselle is the dude King. is super straight. I don't know yeah, what I song. I, I don't remember what song it was that I was listening to, but it was on one of the uh like little playlists I was listening to, and yeah. um, like he came up and I was like, who the fuck is this? You know. So, but he's super straight, man. So if you get a shot, if you haven't checked him out, go check him out, man. Um. Who else I've been listening to? Oh, Toby Nigue. I know I'm funking, I'm messing his name up completely. <laughs> completely. But dude, like um I'm 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 a huge fan of his. Um the music that he makes it makes is good. Um he came out with something called Cinco Originals. Cinco Originals. Mm. Um on that joint, he got bozos with Big Crit. Mm. He got Father Figure with Black Thought and Royce the Five Nine that I this year converted to being a fan of. Um, <laughs> he got another song with uh, what's his name off of uh, off of uh, my group. I'm terrible with names, by the way. Awful. Um, Earth Gang and Duckworth um, mm. called Wildlings. 
That song is okay to me, but I mean, it's still something to mention. But that song, Father Figure with Rust of Five Nine Black Dog, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it, man. It's done bumping. Bozos with Big Crit, that jump bumping. Oh, it's um, not uh it's not all the way out yet. No, nah, it's just uh uh it's just those four. Okay, it's another yeah, it's yeah. another song called Eat with him and uh Fat. Um, but it's just those four songs. That's his wife, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think that's a dope combo too, man. Yeah. Like working with his wife, man, and actually succeeding. Yeah. Cause she can flow too. That shit crazy. And the producer can flow. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else have I been listening to? Oh, I, I checked out that St. John. I didn't get a chance to get all the way through it, but um, so far, so good. It was a song with uh, Future that you, I think Steve, you was telling us to listen to. That's Roses. where I had started with. Um, it's a Roses. Yeah. 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 So I started with that song. It was like, okay. Okay, I can mess with that. Let me go back and listen to the to the to the first song. So um I'm still in the process of going back, listening through I think I made it to like song number four or something like that. So gotcha. um but yeah, that's been my week, man. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. It was nah. uh better than my shit, but not quite as lengthy as Steve. Right, 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 right. Right there in the middle. My <laughs> special guest, Ace Brooks. In the building. What's up, man? What's going what on? What's going on? Bro, what you been listening to this week? Uh, outside of Christmas music, because I love Christmas music. So There you go. Outside of the Christmas music, like soon as Thanksgiving week hit, it was strictly Christmas music. But uh, <laughs> I've been doing this thing since we've been like, well, we've been in quarantine forever, shit. But I've been like rediscovering old albums. So like this this week, like my music shuffle put me on Drake old albums, so I rediscovered some of his old albums and like listened to them like all the way through. Yeah. Uh, instead of just like skipping around. So like uh-huh. that's really what I've been listening to, like some old Drake. And I yeah. love some old Drake. Which one did you listen to? Uh I listened to all of them actually. Thank me later, uh, take care, like every every one of them except for uh Scorpion. Okay, okay, okay. I ain't really fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion was the one before the last one, right? Yeah. yeah. I okay. just, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, he could have not put that out. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be fine without it, huh? <laughs> right, he could have kept that joke. He would have been fine without it. Like, he could have kept it just like how he kept the Dark Lane demo tapes for so long. He could have kept it. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't never listened to the Dark Lane demo tape. You good. I ain't missed it. You good. It's not okay. an album. Okay. You good. It's straight, though. Yeah. It's straight. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's not, it ain't nothing to be like, damn. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. It ain't like So Far Gone. Right. Man. So Far Gone was my shit, man. Bro, that's, that's probably the best one he gonna put out, man. Man, I had just got to uh, UT Knock. Yeah. And they just came out. And I had downloaded that bitch from uh, deadpiffs.com. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm telling you. Right. Man. Yeah, so. So we got some Christmas music and some Drake music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's it. Okay, then. Yeah. Oh, shit. Quick we'll list. jump right into uh, what? News? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
What you got, Steve? All right, man. Well, all right, man. Let's jump into it. Uh, yo, let's jump into jump into some numbers real quick, man. Billboard 200. Uh, forgive me for a quick second. My computer's just running a little slow, but uh, man, this week, this week in the Billboard 200 right now, man. If you're looking at the top one, two, and three right now, ACDC still up there on number one. Pluto and Baby Pluto up there, number two, and uh, starting over with Chris uh, Stapleton. I don't. That's up there too. Uh, crazy thing is, um, Pop Smoke is down to number five uh, from being number two. So man, Pop Smoke is still up there. Right. And then uh, NBA Young NBA Never Broke Again. Young Boy Never Broke Again. I know he like changed the name, so I'll be saying it all backwards now. Uh, <laughs> until I return. Man, he's at number 10, man. He rounds it out. And then little baby, my turn is still up there on number 11. So that's yeah. a that's a little bit of numbers coming in for the uh for the week. Um, next on the news, something something very interesting that I didn't know, uh, just learned about. So per complex, Mulatto is reportedly considering a name change due to controversy. Uh what they're saying is really? that the name is a term that is used to identify someone of a mixed race and many have found it to be offensive. Uh-huh. So she's, uh, uh, so she may be working on a name change. That's Damn. interesting. I didn't know that. I really you didn't know the term? No, I didn't. I knew, the, I knew the term, but it is, she's mixed. Yeah, she is. That's true. <laughs> I guess some people, uh, actually, Actually, uh, you know, I think it's a derogatory term, so I don't know. So I guess, I guess you know, I guess it depends on you know how the people yeah. feel. I've been hearing rumblings about that since she started gaining some uh, traction. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I ain't know it was gonna come to a head like this to where right. she would have to actually think about changing her name. Man, mm, I get you know the bigger you get, sometimes yeah. you know the, the, the bigger the, the bigger the get, microscope so. is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. on you. So, eh. and uh, but yeah, so you know, we might have a name change. Uh, she's just gonna be big lotto. That's Probably it. So. <laughs> big lotto. That's what she's saying now. <laughs> that's what she's saying now. Big lotto. I uh, bet. Man, also, I want to go ahead and change the numbers. Look like Billboard didn't update their site. Y'all trash. But hey, let's uh, let's I'm gonna jump back in on the numbers real quick with Complex saying that uh. First full week of available of the masses. Actually, Meg the Stallion, good news debut in the second spot in the Billboard 200. Uh, of course, I think uh, nothing really changed. I think ACDC is still number one. <laughs> Have but, you listened uh, to that album? Who, Meg? No, nah, ACDC. No, nah, I haven't. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out too. Um, and then as we kind of go down through it, let's see, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah, that was a quick update. Well, on congratulations to Meg. Yeah, right. Because she did her yeah. thing on this album. <laughs> like the, the content is still the same, but you know, the the I guess the delivery was was what was different, man. And then the, the diss tracks too. Has grown too. Right? Yeah, since the last time she put something out, her profile has become. Enormous, like she is a big star. Hey, but have, have you noticed? Uh, and I just thought about this. So the the theory is still in in training wheels right now. But um, <laughs> think of the beehive, right? 
mm-hmm. where she got this crazy following, right? Nicki Minaj, same thing with, I don't know what they're called. Um, but Meg The Stallion is growing a following like those two. Like, and it's crazy. It's crazy that, that women actually can do that. You know, um, I think it's amazing because it builds in a basically a base that you constantly going to win with. You know? I don't know. You don't, I don't think so? I don't know. No, I told I you, it's still in training wheels, of, though. Of Beyonce or Nikki. I ain't saying it's going to be big as as theirs, but the following is there, you know? The I don't know what they call it, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see know. that. I don't know. I heard a lot of people... <laughs> I, it's interesting because I got this... Even though this album landed where it landed, it was a lot of people that was like, I didn't like it. <laughs> like, it was a lot of people who don't like it. And me, I mean, you're talking to a person who's like, absolutely, like, I don't I don't get it. I'm not a fan of her. Yeah. Uh, I think she's overrated as hell. But, you know, that's, that's <laughs> it Steve. is what it is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, congratulations to her anyway. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. I just don't see on that. I don't see on that level. I don't think she's. I mean, she's growing though, man. Like she, like it, it's it, it's a sense of being able to market yourself as well as be talented enough. Like we're not saying we're not sitting up here saying, "Lo, she's the greatest rapper alive," or the greatest rapper to come out of Houston, or the greatest rapper, the greatest female rapper. No, not at all. Um, she got some most. She got some old uh, groundwork to do. Um, but what we, but what I, I am saying is the following behind her is growing to a point to where like she can be considered. Um, with that, her fan base can be. What am I trying to say? A a a, a very big fan base that has a name or something like that, man. Still, still working on this theory, but you know, yeah, they gonna call him. No, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying, you're, you're saying they're gonna have a nickname, yeah, or something like that. Some yeah, point. at some point or some, right, like right. <laughs> the style yet. That's still a male horse, though. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I'm not gonna get into it. Let's please just don't. Move on please don't. Let's just let's just I'm about to next. go down a whole other lane with my frustration <laughs> with this person, but. uh Nonetheless, um, man, the man that, if everybody don't know, another thing that came in the news, uh, 21 Savage, younger brother was uh, stabbed uh, yeah. and murdered. Yeah. Um, but on a, uh, on a good note, the man was charged. Yeah. So they actually uh, caught him. So good. hopefully Justin B. Prevail, man, prayers, thoughts and prayers go out to 21 Savage and his family. Um, lastly, man, if, if everybody want to jump on it, man, the other night, Tyson. Roy Jones, uh, Nate Robinson. Right? <laughs> that man got his ass knocked out. Sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping. This I was just funny. I just I wanted think. to make sure he was okay, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't look like he was okay at first. The, the jokes and the memes took me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Them just took me out. And then Snoop's in there singing Negro spirituals and shit. Oh, man. As he did his ass whooped, I was like, bro, it's over with you, dude. Because he, he got knocked down like twice before he finally just yeah. like gave out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shit, he didn't give up. He got popped. You could see it. You saw it. 
Pow. I mean, his life gave up. <laughs> Just gave up. <laughs> then he bounced like a Jack's ball. Man. Like, Done. I, I call this ref. Call this. And, uh, the entire event looked great. Uh, the performances throughout the night was awesome. Um, St. John did his thing. Yeah. Snoop did his thing. Amazing. Uh, Mike Tyson, dog. Mike Tyson looked great. Honestly, yeah, he yeah, didn't look right. bad at all. Uh-huh. Roy, on the other hand, uh, he was he a little, like, you know, yeah, yeah you can but see. Mike, it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Roy, <laughs> I'm sure Roy's still feeling them body shots. Uh, it looked like Mike was pulling a lot of them punches too. Yeah, yeah. he probably was. Yeah, he I probably so was, too. man. I didn't know it was going to be a whole league, so I'm waiting to see where they go with that. I think. It's oh, so they're really doing more. Yeah, it's called Legends Only League. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Who so else they going to get to fight? <laughs> Roy Jones don't want no more of Mike Tyson, Tyson man. <laughs> you might. Because <laughs> no, I was man. talking about jumping in there with him. But Who was? I don't know what happened. Who was talking about? I think Holyfield was like talking about doing it at yeah. first. Did uh, y'all see the, the 30 for 30 when uh, chasing Tyson? Uh-uh. When it's, it's basically about Evander Holyfield not getting a chance to fight Tyson in his prime. Uh-huh. Fighting Tyson before he went to jail. Because, oh, wow. you know, Tyson was knocking everybody out, left and right. And I think Buster Douglas was the one that beat him. Um, oh. And then Tyson started getting in some trouble and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good documentary. It makes you realize how bad Evander Holyfield was. Oh, yeah, he was a bad man. I didn't oh, notice yeah. that until I saw him beat Tyson. I was like, oh, okay. But Evander was like really good as well. So, man, go check it out, man. It's it's dope. Um, yeah, I didn't get to see the fight though. I just saw like the little highlights afterwards, man. Yeah, me too. Roy Jones, Roy Jones always looked sloppy to me though. Like, like the recent times when he was like really boxing, Roy Jones was huge. But now it looks like Roy Jones. I was like, man, Roy Jones gonna get hurt. <laughs> like like that, this whole hurt. time, I was like, Roy Jones is gonna get hurt, man. Out there with that uh, unorthodox ass style he got, he right? And he was still doing it. He was still doing it, bro. You gonna get your ass knocked out playing <laughs> playing with that man? <laughs> you lucky that the man couldn't knock you out. Like man. they had that in the little claws and shit. Cause How do you prevent you. that from happening, though? Pulling punches. <laughs> like no knockouts, but I'm finna yeah. punch this dude as hard as I can. Nah. There's a couple of them hooks that I saw that I was like, uh, Roy might go down. You saw Roy get up out of there. He, yeah, he had to. <laughs> he had to, man. Yeah. He been knocked out before. He know what it feels like. Oh, yeah. You know when he getting close. <laughs> he know like that made it in the red, man. man. He needs to back up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so I'm gonna need oh, some help in a minute, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, any more news? Um, yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I was gonna say that. I'll. Nah, you go ahead, man, because I was going to say what you're going to say, I think. Go ahead and say it, goddammit. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. You say it. <laughs> you told me about it. This nigga here, nice as hell with this. Oh, yeah, man. Head. Y'all so polite, man. The shirt's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I was just uh, bringing up the the news this week from 
what is it, T.I. show, Expeditiously. Yeah. He was doing a, um, an interview with Young Thug. And basically, Young Thug was saying that, um, just lying, basically. Yeah. This, this nigga just lying. <laughs> just lying straight up. Talking about, he, ain't, he couldn't rap you 200, 3,000 songs. He ain't never paid attention to 100, right. 3,000. Like, like, he ain't never heard of this man. Like, he don't exist in his mind. Um, yeah, he's yeah. I saw that and just was like, "This is unreal." Let me turn it. <laughs> the audacity to even sit there and just with a straight face say that. What was Ti's response to that? What was his response? Yeah. From what I saw, he was saying um, that they should work together. Like that was like the response right. part was like yeah. y'all should work together. I think that that would be a, a good collab because y'all kind of on the same shit, that kind of thing. Um, but it didn't sound like Thug was really. Wanted I think he said that. like, "Yes, we should," but like, I don't know what the backstory is as far as yeah. like him maybe trying to reach out to him before. But it seems like he's had some trouble trying to get in touch with him. Which nigga, oh, okay. everybody got trouble trying to right, get in right. touch with. Andre Man, go now. to the airport. You Ooh. might see him. Even Erica Badu have trouble getting in touch with him. <laughs> Man, that's pretty that's bad. That's the baby daddy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Man, that's, uh, that's he didn't crazy. really want to uh, go down that road. And I was looking on uh, what is it for the love of good music earlier on Facebook, and Marco was saying he felt like maybe it was just like the last straw type of thing, where like niggas have made this comparison so many times that he have just they tired done? of it. <laughs> I'm sure that they have made that comparison, talking to him before and saying like. Um, his unorthodox style, as far as like the way that he dresses, could be oh, yeah, a derivative of his predecessor, which is under three thousand. And I'm sure that being a young nigga and not wanting to seem like you copy somebody else's shit, you're trying to find a way to be like I was original with all this shit. But it's okay to just pay homage and keep it moving though. Be like, yeah, they might was doing that shit too, and then now yeah. I do this shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm continuing honestly, compared to. Under three thousand, like that's a compliment. That didn't, bro. That, that is, that is a fucking honor, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. Compare yeah, me I mean, to Andre I mean, Three Stacks, man. At all. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, bro. Like, it, it's crazy, man. Because if I was Three Stacks, you know how humble he is. That's the only time I wouldn't be humble. Because you're lying. You're you're straight up lying. I'd be like, no, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> they might lying out his teeth. And then the bad part is they had I saw on like the little articles and stuff that I read, they pulled out those sections where Andre three thousand has talked about Young Thug and how he's a fan of Young Thug yeah. Yeah. recently. Right. Like, in interview. Exactly. So it's like, come on, bro, what you doing? Right. You're <laughs> tripping, man, because like I it's a guaranteed hit if you come out with a song with young with uh three stacks, man. Guaranteed. That so, shit would work. It definitely would. I mean, I would listen to it. Yeah. I ain't no huge young thug fan, but I definitely check out something with that because it's a for me, I like to I like to see those unorthodox um collaborations. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just the what you're gonna get out of it, you know what I'm saying? So um yeah, man, that nigga's lying. <laughs> 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 Oh man! Look, enough, enough, and they slide, man. <laughs> Let's stop this stuff, man. Damn, that's terrible, man. Three stacks. Shout out to you, Three Stacks, for giving us the greatest song in the world. 
Um, Forgiving Us, So Fresh, So Clean, You and Big Boy. That's one of my favorites. God. I just wish we could get <laughs> another album. Good right, Christian. man. I just, I'm, I'm like, man, I just want one more, man. Just give us one more album, man. Right. We just need Something. one more. Internet. Just one, one more. Anthem, bro. That's it. Just, just one more. <laughs> one more. And we'll leave you alone for good. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna come out to that song when I get married and shit. Oh, okay, uh, cool. National players anthem. They're just gonna start like that. I'm gonna watch that though. <laughs> so uh, I typed a text to the girl I used to see. I'm instantly coming out to that shit. <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> oh man! Any more news, guys? That's all I had. That's it. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get into this episode, man. Um, that's funny, man. We've been talking for for a long time, and now we're getting into the episode. So, um, World AIDS Day is today, and like we said earlier, we got our homeboy Alex Brooks in the building with us, talking about World AIDS Day and and questions that we come up with. So, um, I guess I want to start start with um. The history of AIDS Day, like um, where did it come from and why is it important? Okay, uh, so the history of World AIDS Day, um, you know, the HIV and AIDS epidemic here in America is fairly young. Mm-hmm. It's only thirty-two and thirty-two years old, so this is still you know something that's fairly in recent history. You know, this was just the early eighties. And, you know, a lot of us were born, you know, in the 80s. So this was, you know, during our lifetime. Mm-hmm. But the day came about as a remembrance uh, for those individuals who have lost their lives to HIV or AIDS. And then also to the individuals who are living with HIV currently, uh, you know, because the, in the early days of the epidemic, the, the virus just ravished different communities uh, not only the LGBT community, but also as it still, you know, takes a huge toll on the African-American community. It's not, it's always been the secret that nobody wants to talk about, mm-hmm. but it's always been something that's been prevalent since the beginning. It's been killing our people since the beginning. It's been killing our brothers and our sisters since the beginning. And it's only until recently within the last, I would say, you know, I've been in this work uh, over 10 plus years. uh, And it's only within the last five, four or five years that we're starting to see a more uh, socialized effort, a more conscious effort, you know, more, more people talking about it who five years ago I wouldn't think would be talking about this subject, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm very pleased to be here on this podcast today uh, and just to be able to get the word out because this is something that's still, you know, it's an epidemic. It's something yeah. that's going on uh, in our community. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Steve. You got something? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Earlier in, in in the beginning, when we introduced you, we talked about your nonprofit, you, uh, what you have founded called Plus. Uh, do you mind getting into that? Uh, for the for the listeners, so they can get a good grasp of what is what exactly that is. Yeah, so I started a nonprofit about two years ago called Plus Memphis, and it stands for Promoting Longevity, Unity, and Self Care. Uh, and the focus, the initial focus of it, 
was to provide supportive services for individuals living with HIV. Uh, but throughout my expansive research in these past two years, especially with this last year and a half with the COVID epidemic, um, you know, one thing that I'm secretly pleased that the COVID epidemic has revealed, it has revealed the harsh disparities that exist in our country today. Uh, and so my organization has shifted from just being a sole focus about HIV to focusing on ending health disparities. And HIV is one of the largest health disparities that we have. Uh, I mean, we still have, you know, places in our country in today in 2020 that don't know what HIV is, have never taken an HIV test, have never heard about this. And a lot of these places, you know, are in areas where we live. I know, you know, just across between us, I'm in Memphis. I know, Steve, you're in the Nashville metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Greg, you in Houston. Tommy, you in Atlanta. These are also, you know, hot spots and hot areas where the disease is killing our people. And so mm-hmm. my nonprofit is just focusing on expanding education, uh, letting people know about all the services that are available if they are living with HIV, because believe it or not, there are still people who are positive that are not receiving any type of medical care or supportive services at all. So I'm just here to kind of be like a link between people who need mm-hmm. something and all the resources that are available. Oh man, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's some good information <clears throat> for a lot of people. Cause I'll be honest, um, in this time, now that I look back at it, uh, now, you know, before this episode, I tried to think, I was like, what's the last time I've heard anyone talk about like this topic? And I haven't heard it in a, minute, in a long time unless it was pertaining to like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew that Nashville was uh, a hot spot for our people, let alone Houston. Uh, I knew Atlanta for sure, but um, not these spots. So, man, I, I, I really do appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and then also, you know, going into that, uh, with the, you know, what is it that people can do in these hotspot areas to to slow it down? Or is it even a way to slow it down? Is it just to make folks more aware? Or, or like, what is, your, what, is, what is it that you see since you actually, you're in this, you're in the, on the front line doing the work? Okay, uh, well, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, what a lot of people can do is, uh, one, we can raise awareness. We can raise awareness by simply starting to talk about it. It's not, you know, something that's forbidden. Uh, you know, we normalize a lot of other um, health issues, but we, for some reason, just don't want to talk about HIV. And that's because a large part of it has to do with sex. I mean, we mm-hmm. as a society, we avoid the topic of sex, even though at the same time, we know for a fact sex sells, but we Mm -hmm. avoid the intimate conversations talking about them. So just beginning to have those conversations and then also going to get tested, you know, uh, there are a lot of individuals who have never been tested and don't know their status and they, for whatever reason, have their own individual you know, reasons for why they don't want to get tested or don't want to know their status. And I respect that. That's perfectly fine. That's a health choice that I support you making. But you have to realize that with what comes with not knowing your status is a whole lot more from that. You know, someone who contracts an STD or what we now call an STI, they're four times more likely to contract HIV. 
And those are doing the same activities, the same fluids, the same bodily actions that we're doing. We talk about gonorrhea, we talk about chlamydia, we talk about teenage pregnancy, but we don't talk about how all of that, if you are a repeat visitor, as we like to call a repeat customer at the health department, if you're a repeat customer, we have to pay special attention to you because it raises the likelihood that you will contract HIV if you continue on with these activities. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, with the awareness is the biggest thing because it comes with awareness and prevention and then awareness with care. You know, statistics say one in 14 people in the United States right now today is living with HIV. If we're talking about black men, the national statistics is one in four. If we're talking about black gay men, it's one in two. You know, so this is something that's ravishing our community and we just need to start talking about it and bringing more attention to it. uh, Because, I mean, as I like to say, you know, sex is something we like to we know how to do it, but we don't know how to talk about it. And sometimes we need to talk about it because a lot of us are doing it. Now, I'm not going to say incorrectly, but they're doing it in ways that put themselves in greater risk. Uh, for a lot of other things besides just HIV. I mean, you just get syphilis three or four times, which in the average time that a person gets syphilis in the United States is two and a half, which I don't know how you half get syphilis, but that's it. You know, (laughs) after, after around that third time, you start to mess with your fertility and, you know, and passing on that syphilitic gene and that virus to your offspring. Yeah. You know, and most folks think, oh, I had, you know, I had to clap a couple of times back in college. And then, you know, you're wondering, you know, a lot of current things. You see a lot of infertility in our community. You see a lot of just a lot of other health disparities. That's why, you know, we really need to talk about everything that comes with having sex, because it's not just for pleasure as our parents used to say, you know, it comes, it's a huge responsibility that comes with it because you're taking, it's not only about your life, it's about the lives of everyone that you come in contact with every time you decide to have sex with somebody because you bring those people to the bed with you. Everybody you've ever had sex with, you bring those people to the bed with you every time you have sex. Mm. Yeah. Man, how do, uh, how do we, help to facilitate um like a, a growing discussion on this um besides of course like just talking amongst each other but like within families i know that's just a hard thing like you 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 mentioned earlier that like we know that sex sales of people don't want to talk about sex for real or like have those intimate conversations about like how to have sex because like the, the stigma is just especially when you're talking about from like one generation to like the younger generation people there is definitely a stigma that exists that mm-hmm. prevents people from having those conversations um and i'm not really sure what it is like why is there other than like you know um just people being uncomfortable um but how do you get past that like that inter intergenerational conversation so that like the older generation can kind of school the younger generation in a way that's not creepy <laughs> to the kids. Right. Like how do you how do you teach them how to have proper sex without it being creepy, I guess? 
well, one, you arm yourself with information. A lot of the stigma comes from ignorance, a lack of information. And is a lot of times it's not the individual person's fault. It's a larger societal, like we're still not taught sex ed in most schools in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of women, for instance, who don't know their own bodily cycle, don't know their bra size. Like it's a lot of things around personal health that we just don't share the information to. So one, just arming yourself with that information. And two, like this, this topic is one of those hard conversations that the first step, I guarantee you, is going to be the hardest step you make. But once you take that first step, it can be something as simple as, you know, when you overhear your family members talking about how, you know, I'm going for my yearly checkup. We may be, oh, you know, Tom, it may be time for you to get your prostate checkup. You know, we kind of have normal conversations about health like that. Go in, you know, did you get an HIV test? Because most places, most private providers do not do opt-out HIV testing. You have to ask for an HIV test, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's a whole another issue right there. You know, uh, you know, luckily, a lot of emergency rooms started doing HIV testing when you have to opt out. But a lot of people just don't come in contact with that. They have no way of knowing anything about HIV. So just asking, you know, oh, I went and got, you know, I went to the doctor the other day, I got checked up. Or even if you man, mm. oh, girl, burnt me or something, you know, just did you also get tested for HIV as well? Why do I need to get tested for that? Man, do you not know the next time, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, once you make that first step, it really flows so naturally. And that's what a lot of my work is in like reducing the stigma. A lot of it really is a lot of preconceived notions about a lot of old, outdated Mm -hmm. information that, you know, we had. Because like I said, this is only 30 something years old. So Mm -hmm. this is in recent memory. So when people recall about the HIV and AIDS epidemic, they're going to recall what made it personal to them. And if it was a scary news story that they saw or someone that they lost or someone that they didn't know how they died, because a lot of people, a lot of people from complications of HIV or AIDS, like even today, you don't die from HIV or HIV or AIDS. There's a, one of the specific 27 defining diseases that you die from if you die from HIV or AIDS. Like, so there's a lot of people that have died and they have died from pneumonia. A lot of times if you see that, that's one of the key triggers that someone had HIV or died from complications of HIV because they didn't know what to call it. They didn't know, you know, Mm -hmm. it didn't get a name until five years after they had realized something is killing a lot of people, but we don't know what it is. It didn't, it went five whole years, you know, knowing that this disease, something mysterious is out there. At first they thought it was something that was related to gay men. And then they saw that it was real big in the people who use drugs, you know, with needles and everything. And it was like, something's out here killing our people. It was a whole five years before the science could realize you know, that AIDS stands for Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, HIV stands for Human Immunovirus, you know, like, it took a while for us to figure out what what it all was, and so 
that delay in figuring out, you know, delayed conversations, delayed education, mm-hmm. it delayed just a lot of stuff. And so people, you know, if it's not right in your face and you don't talk about it, you just go to the back of your mind and you keep on moving with your daily life, especially if it has no impact on your specific mm-hmm. daily life. Like I said, all you're going to remember about it is what made it personal to you. Yeah. And for a lot of people, especially our parents and grandparents in the 80s, it was a large, there was this one organization that isn't around anymore. It was kind of like a, mm, today that would be called Trumpers, if you want to give them a name. But they sent out 180 million pamphlets to talk about how bad people are who get HIV and AIDS. So a lot of our parents and grandparents got that red pamphlet in the mail and read all these horror stories. And then especially if we're in the deep South, all you got to do is throw the word hell in there and you got somebody's attention about something that they ain't supposed yeah. to be doing. And that's what a lot of, that's what a lot of our parents and grandparents remember because they were literally sent information to say is, yeah. this is bad. And if you even think about this, you're going to hell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was sent out by the actual government, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a defunct part of the government. Uh, It's a whole long story behind it. It was supposed to be sending out public health awareness information. Right, right, right. Right. And what they actually send out, you know, when you leave people to go unchecked and let them do what they Mm want to do, they actually sent out basically hate pamphlets uh, to let you know that, hey, if you got anybody that they, the title of it was, this is what AIDS looks like. And they had another one that was like uh, another pamphlet that was like, do you know somebody that have these symptoms? And they were all like common symptoms that you could have from a variety of things. But they was like, bam, you got AIDS. That's it for you. And then at the beginning, you know, we didn't have no medication. So if you had AIDS, all you knew was that you was finna die in a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. That's a, That's crazy. Cause I, I just, man, I watched the CNN uh, uh, documentary about AIDS and I saw that um, on there. Two things, man. So you mentioned something like in the beginning, I'm always curious about how this started, you know, because it just it, essentially to me from the research that I've done about it and, and the documentaries, cause I watch a lot of documentaries about a bunch of stuff about the eighties because it's too, for, for me in the 80s, it's special to me, you know, because I was born in the 80s. But the crack epidemic and the AIDS epidemic um, are the two that I'm, I'm most interested in because, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, because both of those epidemic affected my community in the most negative way. Um, I don't know where AIDS started from, And I don't know. And I believe and this is just me. I believe crack was introduced to the to the community from the government. So it's 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 just a theory. But, hey, I believe it. You know, just how people believe in whatever they believe in. That's me. Um, But the thing the other thing was or the other question and Ace, you can tackle this however you want to. Um, Easy for the culture. Easy was probably the first hip hop artists that 
anybody outside of, you know, you you hear Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is mentioned, but real hip hop rap artists, Easy died from it. And for a lot of people, that's what made it real and made it outside of being a gay disease. You know, because for a long time, people were ashamed or from what I what I um, it was a movie with uh, what's his name? Uh, dude that played on uh, Hangover. Or it might have been Matthew McConaughey. Anyway, it's something about a cowboy, but he caught the mm. he, he got AIDS. And the first thing he said or when people found out uh, was I'm not gay. And that and that stigma lived like I want to assume in the black community for a very long time. And then it seems like once Easy right. got it, it made it real for a lot of people, a lot of rappers living the lifestyle that that, that he was living um made made them kind of understand that hey, maybe it's not just a gay disease. Maybe it's just not affecting this one type of person, but it, it made it real to affect a lot of more people. I just wanted to hear your thoughts about those two things, uh, the easy and how it, how the awareness of it changed um, and how it's continually changed from that point. And then also the beginning of uh, AIDS in the late seventies, early eighties. Okay. So I'll start with the beginning part, the beginning part. There's the, there's not a definitive scientific answer available at the moment because like I said we're still early into this but some research some very credible research has shown that just like the coronavirus started with a co-mingling of species that Mm -hmm. shouldn't have co-mingled it's that is what we're seeing uh, as the evidence of the HIV epidemic because HIV and AIDS was already um, not available. It was already present in chimpanzees. It's called, yeah, it was, that's a natural and also like, and also present in cats as well. That's a natural, uh, yeah, it's called feline AIDS. That's a natural process, a natural genetic evolution. So we had known that this type of immunofighting, killing off virus existed. Um, And so with it being available in chimpanzees, a lot of the science is showing that in the early 70s and 80s, in a lower tribe in the southern region of Africa, of the Congo, uh, they used to eat a lot of chimpanzees uh, as their main source of meal. Uh, and so that is where the science right now today is saying it mm. looks like it. that might be where it's coming from. And you notice I'm using a lot of these, uh, almost maybe it's about looks like, because right, like right. I say, it's not a definitive <laughs> yeah. scientific answer just yet. Like, you know, I just came to accepting what well, to not accepting to agreeing with that specific. This might be path because it took me a while to get along to some research and read it and be like, yeah. OK, this makes sense. Like I'm a research nerd, like the scientific journals and looking at gene studies like I'm all about that. Like I do 
I smoke dope and I do that at the same time. <laughs> Most of the time I'm doing it at the same time. <laughs> so I can get, you know, so I can get really focused. Uh, but going into uh, the e- going into e- the easy e part of the question, yeah, you're right. He was for a lot of people, especially in the black community, the first time that a face was put to HIV and AIDS. Um, and at the same time, like you said, when you the movie you were referring to was called the Do- the Dallas Buyers Club. That's it. That's uh, it. Yeah, the Dallas Buyers Club, and the, actually the gentleman that that movie is based off of, I actually know him. He actually lives not too far outside of Memphis really? uh, in the country. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people, that was their first entrance into like the disease by someone who was not gay. Mm-hmm. And like I said, at the time, it was still early. We didn't know the fluids and the methods that HIV travels. So we didn't, you know, we didn't have a correlation that people who use drugs and needles, intravenous fluids, you know, sharing the same needles that that, you know, if somebody is HIV positive, we didn't know that that was a way that the virus traveled. So Mm -hmm. again, a large portion of this is lack of information. like I said, when he died, that was the first time that black people paid attention to it, you yeah. know. And at the same time, that was, you know, a lot of people chose to. That was like, okay, it, when it comes to easy, we we got two things we can focus on. We can focus on the lifestyle and the drug use, or we can focus on the HIV. Separating the two, not knowing that the people that those two were one in the same. Yeah. So what they focused on was the lifestyle, like you said, Tommy, the lifestyle and using drugs and sharing needles. That was what the whole, you know, we started learning about needle sharing and all of the different syringe exchange programs and things like that. So, you know, again, information is information is key. Like you would be surprised the majority of my job most day is just repeating facts and statistics and, you know, linking people with people who can share personal stories mm-hmm. on both sides of it. Someone who is positive and someone who is negative, you know, from family members, caregivers, a large part of my day is spent dispelling misinformation that, you know, as we all know, misinformation spreads faster than mm-hmm. anything. And then especially if you're telling the word of mouth, it's definitely going to get spread wrong and fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that, man, you said like a lot. And like, I probably <laughs> got like four or five questions that I want to rattle off. But before I get to those questions, what is that background? I've been looking at it the whole time because it's fly as hell. And I'm like, what is that? Is it, is it a chair? Is it wallpaper? <laughs> no. It is, believe it or not, it's a blanket. It's my favorite blanket that I got. This was when I moved to Nashville. When I first moved out of my parents' house, this was the very first thing that I brought with me to Nashville. And so I've always had it. And I was like, let me hang it up to give a little background because my walls are all plain and white. So I was like, I want it to be, you know, I've seen the podcast before and I've seen y'all backgrounds. And I was like, damn, I can't just be something. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, got it up this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to bring my backdrop back. But no, nah, that was fly. I had to ask. Right. What I is? Tommy, 
I found Tommy was finna had a whole photography backdrop with a 3D <laughs> image printed on the back. I was like, I gotta come with a little something better than just me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there was so much you said in there to unpack, um, but it was a lot of it was it was about four questions that popped in my head. I'm not gonna go through all of them, but one, but a couple of them is first is you know we brought up COVID. Um, with COVID being like, I mean, only about nine months old and everything they begin to figure out about that. When I look at COVID, I kind of think of it as a uh, respiratory version of AIDS. You know, like when you made the comment that, I'll say that again. I said, yes, scientifically, as far as the virus is concerned, they are very similar. Wow, and that's crazy. That's crazy because they're they're able to so far uh, come up with a vaccine for it, but they still haven't been able to come up with one for uh, HIV and AIDS, at least not one that I I know of. Um, But it was very interesting that when you said that, that that was like the first thing I thought about and that, you know, when you're bringing all of those people, you know, to the bedroom, it's like bringing all those people to the bedroom together with you. Honestly, when you're going out in public, and then when you come back home, if you're not taking the proper precautions, you're bringing all those people you've been around with home mm-hmm. due yeah. to, you know, not wearing your face masks or washing your hands. So that was like crazy. That That's a whole <laughs> crazy thing. Yeah. Um, like as far as at my job, my department and the COVID investigation department, we're on the same floor and the same wing because a lot of times our clients are the same people. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, that, all I can say is wow to that one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that one that one stopped me right there for a yeah. second. Cause you yeah. wouldn't think that that they would be the same people. Um you would think I that guess, they would take better precautions. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, um wow, that is crazy. Did people um, uh go ahead, Steve. Oh, um, just to jump in, uh, I'm going to jump into one of my other questions. Um, one of my other questions that kind of follows that is, you know, with, it, it kind of goes in with COVID as well. But with, with COVID, it feels like a lot of a lot of the precautions fell to the wayside. With HIV and AIDS, do you think that a lot of people just kind of uh, a lot of how, how do I say it? A lot of the the education, the. Well, just the disease as a whole, like I said before, like I haven't heard many people talk about it so long. Do you think it just fell to the wayside and people are just learning to live with it or they're choosing to ignore it? Um, I'm not going to say fell to the wayside. It's really more of like a microcosm. Like Mm. unless you have to have some type of interaction on a positive side or negative side, whether you're taking PrEP or PEP or, you know, you're positive and you're getting care. Unless it, again, like it's something that's part of your daily life or something that makes an impactful moment upon your life, you know, you really don't have, you know, too much to say about it. Like, you know, the fact that I can go out to work tomorrow and I can guarantee you just I can walk out the front door of the health department. I can meet two people who have never heard anything about HIV, have never taken an HIV test at all. You know, so it's like, you know, a lot of work is still to be done mm. about spreading 
the information about, you know, access to testing, access to care, uh, and along with all the supportive services that come with it. Because it's not just, you know, someone who's positive, they don't just receive medical care in the form of medicine and a doctor. There's a, there's, if we talk about, you know, categories as far as funding, there's 22 other services that a person who is HIV positive, uh, you know, can take advantage of from mental health, housing support, food and nutrition, you know, dietary needs. It's a lot of other things. So, you know, it's, it's something that for a lot of my clients, they say, you know, receiving that diagnosis did save their life uh, because it provided them, you know, with access to all these other services that they need. I have a lot of clients who say, you know, their HIV is the last thing on their mind. They're struggling trying to fight diabetes, trying to keep their foot trying to, you know, battle COPD, you know, it's, you know, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. That's wild, man. It's such a, it's, it's, I hope what people hear and, and get out of this conversation is just that comfortability or being more comfortable with um, having the conversation, being more comfortable with asking questions about it. Um, and everything like that, just because it is important. And not until um, recently I paid attention to it. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. Like, you know, I get tested and stuff like that. Um, but World AIDS Day, I never saw the importance of it, you know, um, until recently. Like, I started paying more attention to it. And I hope people um, are able to do that same thing. Like, it may not affect you, but it could affect somebody that you know, or it could affect um, a friend of a yeah. friend, you know, and, and and you never know if a person just needs somebody to listen to or to to have a small, somewhat understanding of what they possibly could be going through, even though you may not be going through it. So um, if not for us, it's for um, our brothers and our sisters, you know, to really be there for them and really have an understanding and, a, and you know, some type of soft heart for the disease, you know, because like uh, like you said earlier, Ace, a lot of people did look at it like when they sent that pamphlet out in the 80s, a lot of people looked at it as a death, death certificate, basically, uh-huh. uh, or what they call a death sentence. Uh, but now you're seeing a lot of people living with it and being able to cope and, and med- different medicines to take to prevent. And they're actually um, living good lives and, and, you know, and everything like that. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's, I think of magic, the most famous guy that I can think of that has really survived that I know of, you know, Ace, I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot more people, um, than that, but that I know of is magic. And it's always like, wow, it's amazing that he, his family didn't get that, you mm-hmm. know, from how we understand it spreads, you know, his family was okay, you know? Um, and, you know, apparently he looks as healthy and everything like that too. Um, so for other people, you know, this, 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 conversation is important for us as Americans, for us as human beings, it's important because we can all help each other. You know, 
even with the COVID, we can all help each other. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's all I got, guys. Um, if you guys got any more questions, please ask <laughs> while we got a professional on the on the thing, on the uh, call today. The only um, thing I definitely wanted to uh, ask was like, Ace, I know you said you've been doing it for at least the last 10 years. Like, um, how did you get involved? Uh, I got involved just from being in high school and seeing that this was something that was like, I remember when I first learned about it, I was like, okay, this serious. And then the reason I'm going to tell you the whole story. So I was in army ROTC in high school and the army, you know, they're funded by the department of, uh, Damn defense. So they have a different, they can do a lot of different things that the school department, department of education cannot do. So they taught us a full comprehensive sexual health class. And I was in RTC for three years. Uh, so most of my high school. So when I learned about it and I would go to like gym and other public and my other health classes and stuff, and I would be like, why are we not talking about this? Like, we're talking about wear a condom, but we're not talking about why wear a condom. You know, we're talking about, you know, let's not have sex and wait till we met. Like, why are we not talking about this? This is important and this is affecting a lot of people. And so it was just, I've always been a curious person. Like, my mama, if she was a lot of day, would tell you, like, the one thing, the first word I learned how to say was why. Like, I'm always asking why, like, why, mm-hmm. why, why, why? And so it was just something that I felt like I needed to be a part of because not only, you know, it it's affecting all the pieces of who I am, you know, being a black man, being a black gay man, this is something that's affecting my community two times whole. So, you know, I'm like, well, shit, I definitely need to pay attention to it. You know, right now, the mm-hmm. current statistics for black gay men is one in two in their lifetime. So if you get me and another gay man in their room, at some point in time through our lifetime, one of us will have HIV. That's scary. Mm-hmm. So it was just something I was like, you know, I need to, you know, work on this because I realized, you know, public health has always been my thing, but HIV is a small part, albeit a large part, but a small part of a larger narrative that we just don't take care of ourselves. You know, we don't take care of ourselves. And, you know, I don't know, Steve, about your background, but I know from like Tommy and Greg background, just from what they do in the financial sector, then in counseling, like you can attest to it, like we don't take care of ourselves and mm-hmm. our families, our peoples, our mental health, you know, so it was something I was like, you know, I want to try to fix it. I want to end that uh, because I, I, I've i never wanted kids. I've never wanted kids. And I was like, it's something that I want to be able to pass on to the next generation of people. Like, I want to say that I worked as hard as I fucking could to end this thing. I promise you. I did. Yeah. Yeah. He's fix everybody. Right. You're talking about it. <laughs> right, That's right. What I'm talking about. Um, yeah, real quick, man, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram. My name is uh, ACEB901. And please, if you got any questions, please feel free to inbox me, DM me. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Ace Brooks, but I'm not on there a lot. I use that a lot for like work to promote a lot of work stuff we're doing. So I'm not really responsive on there. Uh, and then you can also check out uh, our website, hivmemphis.org. 
my picture's up there, my contact information. So again, hivmemphis.org if you want to reach out to me and answer any questions. I can help you with anything and connect you with people in your local area because I guarantee you, I know somebody from all the different conferences and years of doing this. I know somebody who is just as passionate as I am in your local area. Awesome, son. Well, there it is, guys. All right. Ace Brooks, thank you, brother, for, for no joining problem. us. for having me. I really do. Man, we appreciate you, man, for giving us the dropping those gems, giving us yeah. the information that's that's needed and necessary for our country, our world, um, us as human beings as well. Thank you for your service as well, man. Working hard to actually help in this. Uh, Thank you. What they call it, an epidemic or pandemic? It's a yes. it's, epidemic. It's yeah. an epidemic. Uh, pan, yeah, we're in an epidemic right now. Yeah, so helping helping with that and everything. Um, you guys, if you have any questions about this, you have his contact information. Uh, we're also going to have this information in the description. So please go there, subscribe to the channel first, um, like the video, um, leave a comment. If you do have a question, you can leave it in the comment section and we, you know, we'll be able to get some answers for you. Um, let us know what you guys think. Um, so like I said, subscribe to the channel at three amp media studios on YouTube. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. Um, what else? You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. You got Greg at instantly underscore G. Um, and Ace, um, you said it was Ace Brooks one nine oh one. Ace B901. Ace B901. You can follow him on Instagram as well. Um Again, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, you know, hey, it's me, Tommy T, Steve O. Steve, and Greg um, G, as we call them. Um, you guys got anything? You good? Oh, yeah, I'll allow you. Better not be still eating on that Thanksgiving food tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was going to warm up some dressing right after this, man. man I wish I had some dressing. <laughs> you got eight hours left. <laughs> you on the clock. You got eight hours. <laughs> you got eight hours to eat the rest, bro. I do got some sweet potato pie in the refrigerator. Bro, me too. Me too. Shoot. Oh, man. Ace, you got anything else you want to say, man? Uh, No, that's it. Just thank y'all so much for having me. And please talk to your people about it. Yeah. yeah. Bet. Well, guys, um, since that's it from everybody, man, I'm out. Peace. Peace. Peace out.